man, what is the abundant life? What's it even look like? You know, I think a lot of people, when they're promised that in evangelism, they, they, they think, well, I'll just always be happy. And I'll just always, everything will go well for me from now on. Other people think, well, it means I'm going to make a lot of money. And every, you know, and, and I'm just going to have everything that the world could ever give. But Paul describes the abundant life in a way I'd like to take a look at here. And I think it's found like this. You ready? Let's read today's verse. He says, so you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. That's number one, that we would walk worthy of God. Can you imagine that? What an exciting thought to think my life, I'm living worthy of God and of the God who calls me to be like himself, that I would to please him in all respects, not just every now and then, but to please God all the time, to bear fruit in every good work. Wow, that my life could be a fruitful life. My life could be a, a beneficial life. My life could be adding value to the kingdom of God, adding value to the ones I love. It's, it's bearing fruit for all of eternity and increasing in the knowledge of God. We talked about the importance of that last week as we were looking here at the prayers of Paul. And of course, we're continuing that series here this morning. But we saw last week, and if you haven't seen those videos last week, we talked about things Paul prays for that many of us don't even pray for. We don't think to pray for. We don't remember to pray for. And no wonder we're not experiencing them. And one of the things we talked about last week was how we would grow in the knowledge of God. And here, this is what he's praying, that we would be growing in the knowledge of God, increasing, strengthened with all power. That was another thing we talked about last week from Ephesians chapter 1, and that God would want our life to be filled with the power of God so that we don't just do what we can do in our own strength. We're not just the people we could be without God. There's something distinguishing us and taking us to a higher level of joy, a higher level of love, a higher level of, of, of character, of integrity, strengthened with the very power of God according to his glorious might, not mine, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of lights. That of light, that's what we want. And by the way, that's Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. That's what we want. That's what we're after. That's what we hope to attain, is it not? Wouldn't you love to live a life like that? Now, let me tell you, any one of us can, can, can do that. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to have a position of authority. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have special spiritual gifts. What we just described, work, walking worthy of God, pleasing in all respect, bearing fruit in the things we do, strengthen with all power. What we've just described, these are things that any person can do. These are things you can do. This, shall we say, ought to be the normal Christian life. I say it again, this ought to be the normal Christian life. So question comes, well, how do I get it? Well, let's look at the verse that precedes it. 
And here Paul says this, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And if you do, that's what he goes back and he says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. My friends, if you want that abundant life described in Colossians 1, 10, 11, then what do we need to pray? We need to pray Colossians 1, 9, that God would fill us with all spiritual, with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Do you realize God has a will? Do you realize God has a plan in life? God has something he wants to accomplish, something he wants to do. You know, the, the deist, a deist thinks God wound up like a watch. God winds up a watch and lets it run. God starts the world and then leaves it up to us, and he's kind of out of the picture. And that God is a passive God. He's not an active God. He doesn't really have plans or purposes. He leaves it all up to us. Deism is kind of a sense of, of a spiritualized secular humanism. It's a, it's a way of being a humanist while still believing in, a, in God, a God who is passive and indifferent and uninvolved. He leaves it all up to us. My dear friends, humanism, secularism, secular humanism may have affected many of us more than we realize. The God of the Bible is not a passive God sitting up in a rocking chair with a long beard just watching the world go by. He's active. He's got a will. He's got a purpose. He's doing something. He's orchestrating his plan. He's bringing history to the climax, to its conclusion. He, he has things he's doing. Our God is on the move. Our God is not a passive God. He's an active God. Now, sometimes he's quiet, you know, like the verse we, the, the song we were looking at yesterday, that God moves in power, but sometimes quietly. In our church yesterday, the teaching was on Elijah chapter, or 1 Kings chapter 18, chapter 19, where it talks about Elijah, and when he went and he was and the, the, the earthquake passed by, and the mighty wind passed by, and the, the storm passed by, and God wasn't in any of those. God was rather in the still, quiet blowing, or the gentle breeze, or the still, quiet voice. Sometimes God moves quietly, but always powerfully. And he's always on the move. He doesn't sleep or slumber. He's not, he, he doesn't have to rest. God doesn't need sleep like us. He doesn't need a break, a vacation. God is always on the move. He has a will. Well, but so does the enemy. Remember John 10.10, where we started today. The thief, the enemy, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and might have it abundantly. We describe the abundant life in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, this walking worthy of God, uh, in, bearing fruit in every good thing, pleasing him in all respects, uh, uh, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthens all power, giving thanks to the Father in all things. This abundant life, your enemy wants to keep you from experiencing it. He's going to do all in his power to distract you, to discourage you, to get you off course, to get you to pursue something else. 
The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy what God comes to give. The enemy is a destroyer. God is a giver and a builder. The enemy is a taker. He's a thief. And what do we want to do? We want to say, I want to walk in the will of God. I want to have all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I want to do the will of God. How does it start? Well, of course, I'm assuming you've already come to Christ, given your life to Jesus Christ. I'm assuming you're already saved. I'm assuming you've already said, God, this is what I want. I, I dedicate myself to you. I, I'm yours. I, I want to know your will. I want to do your plan for me. But notice how Paul says, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. And I think that's interesting. That's what struck me as I, as I was meditating on this here this weekend. Not ceased to pray. Folks, sometimes we start out just fine, but then we get off track. We get distracted. Sometimes others do as well. Why? Because we have an enemy. Don't underestimate him. Don't underestimate his ability to get you distracted or off track. This, we want to live this life God has called us to. We want to walk in the will of God. And we've got to pray for us, for our children, grandchildren, for our pastor, the leadership of our church, those in our small group, those in our church, those in our sphere of influence that we want to affect for Christ. We don't want to stop praying. It's not enough to just pray this once and then forget about it. In the same way, it's not enough to just say to God once, hey, I'm here, I'll follow you, and then we forget all about it. Don't cease to pray. Keep praying. Keep persisting in prayer. As we've been talking about the prayers of Paul last week and continuing this week, let's realize he kept praying. He prayed they'd be, they, they, they would, their eyes would be open to understand the hope of our calling, the riches of the glory of our inheritance, God, a Christ's inheritance in the saints, the, the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. I don't think he prayed those things once. I think he continued to pray for them. We ought to as well until we and our loved ones and those we want to influence for God. It's part of our life. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you for your will. We thank you that you don't just cut us loose in this world and just say, figure it out on your own. You're a father who's present. You're not passive. You're active. You've given us the word of God to guide us. You've given us wise counselors and good, you've brought good influencers into our life to help guide us. But we want to make sure that we're praying and we're asking you because you are the wonderful counselor. And you are one available to teach us. We pray today. I pray for myself. I pray for everyone on this live stream. Lord, that we might know that we might be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We pray for our children, and grandchildren. We pray for, we pray for the families in our, in our extended families. They might be filled with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We ask for our pastors and church leadership in our church and churches in our city and around the world, that they might be filled with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We pray, Lord, for all who we have influence over, 
all that we have influence, any uh, neighbors or people in our small group, people that look to us, our sphere of influence, that these people might be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then, of course, Lord, we pray, we would pray for people in, in the cultural influences of government, big business, um, entertainment and Hollywood, education, our universities and schools. We pray for people who would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God, have all spiritual wisdom and understanding, and they might pursue it and not pursue the, the faulty plans of man. We ask for this, Lord. We pray for it. And we ask it in Jesus' name that this day, the short-term things, the next step we should take in life, and the bigger, the longer-term goals you want us pursuing, that we would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We bless you, we thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. That's what we want, brothers and sisters. By the way, how do you find that? Well, you pray for it. You get in the Word of God. God is our wonderful counselor. You get in the Word of God. You read the Word. You study the Word. That's why we're here every day. And I hope you'll join us. If you do join us regularly, I'm glad you're back. I love you guys. If this is your first time, make sure you subscribe. Hit the notify button. Share this with your friends. Invite them to join us because we're here every day. We don't believe in being once-a-week Christians. We want to get in the Word of God every day, and we believe that's how we grow, and that's how we become strong.